Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, October 2nd, 2019. Good morning. Hope everybody's having a great morning. Uh, darn, I forgot to refresh my coffee. I'll get that in a second. Um, let's get right to it. Right off the top, I'm kind of excited to see that um, the A's are going in it to win it tonight against the Tampa Bay Rays. In the wild card, AL wild card, that's very exciting. I'm very happy with that. But something that stuck out, when you can close anytime. Oh, you piece of shit. My God, what the fuck? You know, I'm using, you know, I hate when I get on websites and all of a sudden the shit pops up with ads. God, that pisses me off. It's like it wasn't there earlier, and now it's there, and I can't get rid of it. I don't want to read. I don't want to subscribe to your liberal rag. I just want to read your sports articles. Okay, so then anyhow, right to the point. Uh, that being said, that the A's are in going in it to win it with the Tampa Bay Rays tonight, and I just heard that. Actually, if you're still in the area and you want to attend a game in Oakland, they removed the tarp from Mount Davis. So they're opening up the very, 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 very top of Mount Davis to the public. And tickets are as low as $40. So if you want to go to a playoff game, there you go. $40 bucks will get you in. I remember going and seeing Ricky Henderson. We were waiting to see Ricky Henderson steal, uh, take Lou Brock's uh, base stealing record. I must have went to, oh God, probably about five or six games before he finally did it to witness that. Back then, those tickets cost only about, I think at most, like 12 bucks. But today in 2019, 40 bucks will do it. But that's not what this particular story is about with the A's. This just broke over, I guess, overnight or yesterday. Yesterday, actually. This is coming from the SF Gate. A local rag here in the in the Bay Area. City of Oakland sues Alameda County over its plans to sell Coliseum land to the A's. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the same BS being put on by the same BS mayor, Libby Schaff, the same person who basically let the Raiders go out of Oakland. Well, now she is, during her administration, 
deciding to sue Alameda County for uh, the rights. They own half the land with Alameda County. And uh, the A's did a deal with them. And I'll just go through the article real quick here. Um, the fate of the Coliseum. This is, like I said, this is from SF Gate. And unfortunately, it doesn't have. I would give credit to somebody who wrote this article. I'm trying to look for their name. Uh, Michael Rosen is an SF Gate digital editor. Michael Rosen. 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 So he writes this quickly. The fate of the Coliseum land, it seems, will not be. Dis- decided anytime soon. On Friday, the city of Oakland filed a lawsuit to block Alameda County from selling its 50% share to the Oakland Coliseum Arena site to the A's for a reported $85 million. According to the Chronicle, the city of Oakland, of course, owns the other 50% uh, of the complex. Alameda County Superior Court Judge Frank Rausch granted a restraining order Tuesday afternoon giving the city of Oakland at least a brief win over the county and the baseball team who will be playing in the American League wildcard game on Wednesday evening tonight. Uh, The Mercury News reports that a hearing will be held on November 14th for the city to articulate its position uh, to the sale. So this will, it's just kind of a, it's a buzzkill basically. It's not going to interrupt the game or Anything like that, but it's just bad news uh, just being generated by the, the lousy Libby Shaft in the city of Oakland. Um, Oakland City Attorney Barbara Parker filed the lawsuit on behalf of the Oakland City Council, but against the wishes of Oakland Mayor Libby Shaft, who expresses her dismay to the Chron- Chronicle. I don't believe that. I, I, I really don't believe that. She has been pushing to turn that place into one big Walmart and affordable housing land, uh, parking lot. Uh, quote, this is what she says, and, and don't let, let me, let me exp- express it. Sincerely, that woman is an absolute liar. She's a failure. Trust me. Whatever she says is just spin. She's a spin doctor, Okay. Just take my word for it. I, I know Oakland politics pretty well, and she is garbage. So whatever she says from this point on that I quote to you is probably a lie. Maybe. I if, it, if, it, if it tries to make her look good, it's probably a lie. But she goes, she quotes, Our city and county governments should work with each other, not against each other, Shaft told the Chronicle. I hope this, the council suspects bends this suit so we can all collaborate together on a beneficial future for the Coliseum. What you don't know is Larry Reed, who represents that, that area, when he, this is in regards to the Raiders. I went to a lot of the, um, a lot of those meetings that the Raiders and the, um, the JPA, the Joint Power Authority, they held uh, in trying to, at the time, trying to keep the Raiders in Oakland. And when I went there, many of the times, Larry Reed, who represents that district that the Coliseum sits on, he would just kind of just be there in person, in face only, but without a voice or any type of, you know, opposition to the, you know, Raiders leaving rather than negotiating their stay. He would just up and leave before the meeting even started. So he would sit down. I seen him flirting around with another JPA uh, person. This woman, I don't know who her name is, and, I, and even, if, even if I did, I wouldn't you know, put it out there. 
But I witnessed him just sitting there. He'd flirt with her for about five minutes, and then he'd get up and walk away. So Larry Reed, he has bigger ideas than the people of East Oakland. So if you're living in East Oakland, trust me, Larry Reed don't give a damn about you. Trust me, he does not give a damn about you. Uh, the basis of Parker's lawsuit is that the sale to the A's violates the Surplus Land Act, a California state law. The law requires public land be first considered for low to moderate income housing after a good faith negotiation period of not less than 90 days. The city of Oakland is arguing that the county under the Surplus Land Act can't just sell to the A's without first going through this process. A's President Dave Caval, I just seen him on TV, spoke, uh, spoke with reporters uh, following Roush's decision to issue a restraining order on Tuesday afternoon. And he quotes saying, We were disappointed that the temporary restraining order was granted, Caval told reporters. It's obviously another complication in terms of moving forward with the project in East Oakland. And let me just tell you something. Like I said... You know, Larry Reed, man, he did nothing. He did absolutely nothing, zero for the Raiders to keep them around. He could have just sat there and said, okay, you know, you know, let's negotiate. Let's, you know, bring jobs to the community of East Oakland. Let's revitalize the whole area. Let's start cutting, you know, knocking down all these rusty old uh, warehouses that are halfway empty. In fact, I, in fact, personally, I do know uh, a friend of mine uh, who his father owned a lo- a humongous parcel of land that uh, uh, where that his warehouse sits on. He inherited it. You know, his father had passed away, and I, I still to this day I go over there and I visit him and I go visit this warehouse and it's absolutely empty. This thing is humongous. I mean, it literally from the front of it to the back of it, there is nothing in this warehouse. Nothing. It takes about a good 20 minutes to walk from front to back. That's how big it is. It's a big piece of land. It's just sitting there. And all he does now is he just rents it out to, like, you know, I guess production company. You know, these, these, these little small production companies that have raves and shit in there. And, and it just trips me out. That land, I mean, he and his property is right there just off of Hagenberger. If you know where Hagenberger is, it's that road that um, runs parallel with the BART tram that goes to the Oakland airport. If you come, if you flew in from the Oakland airport down that street towards the Coliseum, that's Hagenberger. His warehouse is right there. And there's a lot of those out there. They could easily just, you know, bought that property out and just flattened it. And just extend it and made it, you know, something better than just turning into affordable housing. You know, affordable housing, we don't, they got plenty of housing going up already around that area. They do not need more affordable housing. And Larry Reed did not think about the, you know, the benefits of actually giving people jobs. He'd rather just stick them in houses and then have them live off the government dole. And that's what's happening when, when you look around Oakland. It's a tent city. There's my rant. So, there you go. Fuck you, Luby Shaft. Did I just say that? Excuse my language. Excuse my language. I hate her. I, well, you know, I don't like to use the word hate. Despise. I despise her.
I wish they never re-elected her. Bottom line. So there you go. But the A's otherwise back to the more positive note today with the A's. They're going to play the Tampa Bay Rays. So let's go, Oakland. All right, that's enough of that. Um, see if this thing kicked in. Okay. I think it did. Oh, there's another story I wanted to get to real quick. If I can find it. I forgot what exactly it was. Oh, <laughs> great story. Great story. Republican attorney sues California and DMV for alleged voter violations. Very good. Uh, it's a little pop-up. So basically what they're doing here... Ugh, this is a stupid website. And I'm, I'm, I'm subscribed to this website. What the fuck? Eh, I don't like the Washington Post. I was going to go with the Washington Post, but... I'll go back to SFGate. I'm just jumping around. Okay, anyhow. This is uh, yesterday's news. This is uh, dated October 1st, Tuesday, October 1st. Uh, and again, thank you, SFGate, for allowing me to access this article. Where did it originate from? It doesn't matter. Oh, the Associated Press. I should have checked the Associated Press. What the hell was I doing? Okay, right off the top, GOP attorney sues California for alleged voter, for voter violations. And as you know, if, you, if you're a resident in California... Um, there's a lot of sneakiness going on when it comes to voter registration. They want to get a lot of illegal aliens to go in there and start voting their way. It's kind of... Oh, my phone's going off. Um, it's kind of their way of securing their power in Sacramento. guess you can say, you know, they run the show. The Democrats run the show. In, in California, but here, this is out of San Francisco through Associated Press, and it goes, to, it starts off, a Republican lawyer who has waged lawsuits on behalf of the Trump administration sued the state of California and its Department of Motor Vehicles Tuesday, saying the agency is failing to verify citizenship for voter registration. Uh, oh, a federal lawsuit filed by attorney Harmeet Dillon and if you don't know who Harmie Dillon is, she's the um, the, not, the woman who you um, is always interviewed on uh, Fox News. I always see her on there. She's a local here in the Bay Area. Um, she's either on Tucker Carlson or Hannity, but she's always on there talking about <laughs> basically talking about the horrors of California, which are true, but they're not just horrors; they're true horrors. Uh, but anyhow, the federal lawsuit filed by attorney. Harmeet Dillon comes after a state audit found that California's DMV motor vehicles uh, motor, motor voter program that started last year was riddled with technical problems that led to hundreds of thousands of discrepancies in voter registrations. Dillon said that the audit helped bring issued issues raised in her lawsuit in light. Hold on, let me get a cup of coffee. I am mumbling here. 
Why the hell is Pompeo on my face? <laughs> There's a little thing, pop-up window. Anyhow, the lawsuit alleges that California Secretary of State Alex Padilla and the director of California's DMV, Steve Gordon, have violated the National Voter Registration Act and that Padilla has forsaken his duty to ensure that non-citizens are kept off voter rolls. She said the lawsuit does not allege voter fraud, but the state is neglecting one of its duties as outlined by the Voter Act. Quote, she states, It is important for the sanctity of our elections that only people who are entitled to vote, which for federal elections means citizens, be allowed to vote. Uh, Dylan said at a news conference, Dylan, a Republican National Committee member, filed the lawsuit on behalf of three U.S. citizens living in California, Roxanne Beckford Hogue, I hope I pronounced that right, and Ali Mazari. God, what is with these la- these names? I guess, this is like the fifth time I've had problems with names. Ali Mazari, both of whom are naturalized citizens, and Corinne Rankin. Dylan said all three are Republican voters, but that the lawsuit was nonpartisan. The plaintiffs, quote, feel passionately that the right to vote should be restricted to citizens only, as the law requires, she said. The lawsuit asked a court to rule that California be required to use a variety of data to verify citizenship eligibility before enrolling people to vote. Padilla said in a statement that the lawsuit was a fundamental misrepresentation of Voter Act. The plaintiffs quote the plaintiffs claim they are protecting voters, but this is nothing more than an underhanded attempt to bring their voter suppression playbook into California. Padilla said in a statement, quote, California remains committed to ensuring the integrity of our elections, empowering citizens to participate in democracy and defending the right to vote. You know, and yeah, I, I reading this, I, I really do kind of it dawns on me some of the things I have personally witnessed when I lived in another city. I used to live in a city in the East Bay. It was in San Leandro. So shout out to some of my friends out there in San Leandro. I miss you guys. I'll probably stop by there one day. Surprise you guys, say hello. But anyhow, um, I would I, I would vote. Not just in this past election, but in elections prior, you know, local elections as well, like um, mayoral elections and, you know, city council member elections and stuff like that. Local propositions. And one of the things I have noticed at my particular polling place that I was at, um, they would not card you. They They would not give you ID. And they would not check your ID. And so people were just literally going into the polling place and just grabbing a, a ballot and signing it. At the time, it, this was long before the whole Trump era came into play. And I did kind of notice that. And I was, you know, they would take a name or something like that, but they wouldn't check the ID. So you can just go in there with somebody's name. You probably know your neighbor, you know. You could be, you know, a non-citizen. You can know your neighbor's name. Just go in there and say, hey, I'm, you know, Joe Schmo." And uh, they would just say, oh, okay, where do you live? And then they'd, you know, of course, know the, the address because they live next door to the person and just say, you know, the address and then grab a ballot, walk on in and vote for somebody else that was probably contradictory to what maybe the real person 
under whose name you go on in the ballot booth uh, would be. And, you know, it, would, it sways votes. And so I have witnessed that. And that is, you know, that's something they really need to, you know, when they talk about this voter ID card, I think that's a really good idea. I mean, these should be issued to people just like regular IDs. Just like driver's licenses. But then again, in California, they're giving away driver's licenses to non-U.S. citizens anyway. I don't know how. And that's just kind of another uh, technical trick to get people to vote, you know, non-citizens to vote. And uh, that's becoming a problem, too. Democrats are really trying to push, you know, trying to sway votes in their favor. So that is that is happening out there. you got to be you know, mindful of that. You know, and there are people. I remember uh, it was during the the Trump era, uh, back in 2016, November of 16. People would stand in front of you know my uh, my polling place, and they were holding up, you know, giving out flyers and stickers, and they you know they're they're holding signs saying "Vote for Hillary, Vote for Hillary" and all this stuff. And they're not supposed to do that. They're not supposed to sway votes in that manner. They're supposed to stay a certain length from polling places i forgot the number but they're supposed to basically be way on the other side of the block or something from your local polling place as to not influence your your vote you know but they were doing that and nobody was enforcing it on top of not checking IDs. so california is a snaky place when it comes to voter fraud and this is just another example of that uh So Dylan says, I'll just finish up. Dylan said that the Secretary of State's office has 90 days to respond. Padilla office did not immediately respond to the request for comment. Uh, California launched the Motor Voter Program in April of 2018. It automatically registers people to vote when they visit the DMV unless they opt out. So basically, you know, and now, like I said, DMV's got, I mean, you know, you know, non, they issue licenses to non-U.S. citizens, so that just puts them right into the position of voting, which is unfair and unconstitutional, especially in a a big election, a general election, like, you know, the presidency or something like that. Uh, Potential errors in voter registration and other issues prompted former Governor Jerry Brown to initiate an audit by the Department of Finance, which then hired the private firm Ernst, Ernst & Young to help. The audit released in August found that the system was confusing to voters and full of technical problems that led to discrepancies in voter registration sent to the Secretary of State. It said none of the discrepancies in about 3 million voter records reviewed resulted in major voter registration efforts such as recording the wrong political party for a voter or allowing someone to vote who should not have but... The audit did not rule out the possibility of major errors in other registrations, i.e. illegal immigration or illegal immigrant voters. That's what that means. Uh, Last year, DMV officials said an error may have allowed about 1,500 people, uh, perhaps including non-citizens, you think so, Uh, to incorrectly register to vote. After the report's release, the Secretary of State's office said six people who were registered to vote despite opting out cast ballots in 2018. So good for her. I mean, she's getting it out there. Yeah. What's her name again? Let me give her a shout out. I always see her on the um, on Fox or something like that. 
And uh, yeah, Harmeet Dillon. Dillon? Yeah. And she's really, she's she does represent the, the conservative base here in the Bay Area, Northern California pretty well. She's out there fighting it. So good for her. All right. So, huh, that's funny. Okay, so I just got a little message on my phone saying I owe a bill, but I paid the bill. So now I got to deal with that. Anyhow, okay, let's take a break. And I'm just going to do some news of the weird and just shuffle through a couple other things. And I want to call it the day because I want to go out and enjoy an early morning before it gets too late in the morning. It's already 8, 10 after 8. So I'll be right back after this. Okay, so this is live. Here's Adam Schiff, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the big liar. Which he lied. Uh, the following day, uh, Chairman Engel issued a subpoena to the State Department in close consultation uh, with myself and uh, Chairman Cummings. We are deeply concerned about uh, Secretary Pompeo's effort now to uh, potentially interfere with witnesses who, whose <laughs> testimony is needed before our committee, many of whom are mentioned in the whistleblower complaint. Um, and we want to make it abundantly clear that any effort by the secretary, by the president, or anyone else to interfere with the Congress's ability to call before it relevant witnesses will be considered as evidence of obstruction of the lawful functions of Congress. Uh, and more than that, will allow a, an adverse inference to be drawn as to the underlying facts, uh, that if they are going to prevent witnesses from coming forward, to testify on the allegations in the whistleblower complaint, um, that will create an adverse uh, inference that uh, those allegations are in fact correct. Um, on Monday, uh, I <laughs> subpoena to Rudy Giuliani again in consultation with Chairman Cummings and Engel. Uh, we expect uh, Mr. Giuliani to comply uh, with the legal process we are using. He doesn't have to. Obviously, a key figure in all of this by his own admission, as well as by the allegations in the whistleblower complaint. Uh, today, and just within the last hour, uh, half hour, Chairman Cummings um, noticed uh, a subpoena that will go out later uh, in the, this week or next week uh, after the notice period has expired. Um, that that committee intends to subpoena documents that the White House has been withholding uh, from Congress. Uh, we are obviously coordinating very closely with Chairman Cummings on that. Okay, he's just rambling on. Here's the thing with that. 
I'm not even going to listen to his ass. I mean, this is a guy who straight up fucking lied to everybody on national TV about that whole transcript. You know, uh, first off, this whistleblower, whatever the hell it is, who he is, she is, admitted they never seen the transcript. Doesn't have any evidence whatsoever of what this so-called whistleblower complaint states. We can't identify. We don't know who this person is in the first place. Trump doesn't even know. can't even face his accuser. Now they're saying that Pompeo, if he doesn't turn over uh, some documents, which basically he doesn't really have to. But he's saying, but, you know, Sneaky Schiff is saying, well, if he doesn't do that, then that's just an admission of guilt. No, it's not. It's not an admission of guilt. The admission of guilt and corruption is a man in your position, Mr. Adam Schiff, sitting there in front of everybody, lying about what is that everybody in the world has read in five pages of the document, in that one paragraph, you have misquoted that whole document and lied. And then later on you said, oh, well, you know, that's just a parody. I was just doing a parody. Nobody took that as a parody. Everybody took it as exactly what it was, a lie, a big fat lie. And you're sitting here trying to bully Pompeo and bully Giuliani to give you what you want. But the truth of the matter is, what we really want to know is what the hell is in, what, what skeletons are in your closet? Let's hear your phone, you know, phone conversations. Let's read your transcripts. Let's find out what you and that idiot Pelosi have been doing behind the scenes? Who have you been talking to? Because, you know, here's a funny thing. Adam Schiff, if you didn't know, openly, and it's out there, you can look it up, two prankster, uh, two shock jocks out of Russia sat there and punked his ass and told him straight up they had dirt on Trump, you know, that he was he had nude photos of Trump with some, some hookers or I don't know who the hell these women, this, this you know, fictitious woman was. But these pranksters sat there and told uh, Schiff that they had some incriminating stuff on, uh, on Trump. And Schiff, he bit into it. He hook, line, and sinker, just like a fish on a hook. He just said, oh, really? Oh, okay. Well, our, our people will get back to your people, and we'll get that evidence from you right away. That's the same goddamn thing that he's trying to impl- imply on uh, Trump. That Trump was doing some dirt on on Biden. No, basically, I want a president who's going to sit there and find out why the hell one billion dollars of our tax paid money is being dangled in front of a, another state official in Ukraine if they don't fire a prosecutor. That's pretty corrupt, right there. So I don't know what the hell shift. See, they, they, that's all these Democrats are doing. They're deflecting from the origin of the problem. The problem that we had a vice president that was using taxpayer money to get his son off of being prosecuted by a Ukrainian prosecutor. That is the biggest issue. That is what's at heart. So when you sit there and you see all that shit on your network television and CNN and MSNBC and all that other bullshit, I'm telling you right now, it's just a deflection. They don't want to admit that Biden has a problem. Biden is corrupt. He's just like the Clintons. They're kind of above everybody else and above the law. They will sit there. They will lie. They will hustle just to get their way. That's the power. That's power. That's the power they have. 
And ever since Trump's been in office, these type of people have been shooken up. They've been rattled from the foundation. Trump has woken, up, woken them up, draining the swamp, exposing the scum that they are. Adam Schiff is a prime example as well as that idiot Pelosi, that bird brain. I thought she, now she's just, you know, she's had a history in politics, okay? She's, I thought she was a smart person, but when you sit there and you go for an impeachment inquiry based on evidence that don't even exist, that's not even out there, based on just something, some hearsay, there's something wrong with you. And I'm sick of Adam Schiff. That is one snaky dude to sit there and lie and say, we got some dirt on Trump. Now, see, if you don't, if you don't, you're not getting the money, see, until you, uh, you tell us that you got some dirt on Trump. That's, that's what he was saying, to, uh, or, or no, yeah. Oh, no, 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 until you get us some dirt on Biden. Excuse me, I got that all wrong. No, he was, he was mocking, he was mimicking what Trump was saying, a false, false mimic of what Trump would be saying. Now, see, if you don't tell us what Biden has, you don't have some dirt on my opponent. You won't get no money. You know, it's just going off like that, man. Boy, I'll tell you, I, I have to admit, man, all this whistleblower crap is just bullshit, and it's got me really fucking confused. Ugh. You know, that's why I kind of want to avoid it. And then, you know, but see, this is Bay Area television. You can't avoid any of this this liberal bullshit. See, you, you won't hear nothing from Trump. You don't hear his side of it. You don't hear all the accomplishments. They're just so focused in on this impeachment. Meanwhile, Trump's still doing his job. He's still getting things done. We don't hear about that. We don't hear about how he's, we're trying to get the, people don't really, let's be honest, people really don't give a fuck about this fucking impeachment. Nobody does. I mean, even in the worst polls, I think it was an NBC poll. They're the worst of the worst. The majority of people in America really don't give a fuck about this impeachment. They want they want their country to run. They want you know they want good things to keep on going. But Democrats, see, the only people that really don't want this to happen are the unhinged, brainwashed, indoctrinated, you know, washed out teen, twenty uh, 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 early twenty somethings that are in college that have been indoctrinated by their professors, or it's the people, the Democrats in in Congress. They're the only ones that want Trump gone. The rest of the country just say, hey, come on, man. You know, let him finish up his job. Come on, we, we want America to, you know, keep going. No. Democrats want to spend our hard-earned monies, our tax-earned, you know, tax-paid monies, our time, embarrassing our country. And there's some, and you've got a bunch of idiots in California that, that vote people in, like Maxine Waters, Nancy Pelosi, Adam Schiff, Eric Swalwell, all these goofballs in California that keep saying, impeach, 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 impeach. And then when they ask them, well, what do you want to impeach them on? Well, we have, well, we got, uh, well, uh, uh, you know, you just got, got nothing. They're gambling. They're wasting our time, wasting our tax-paid money, based on absolutely fucking nothing. 
And that was another thing that pissed me off. Eric Swalwell's out there in Union City, which is here in the East Bay. He's out in Union City at a high school, James Logan High School, with it looked like about a, about 100 people out there. And he's got some guy that claimed he worked with Nixon saying, this is worse than when I worked with Nixon in Watergate. But what Trump does on the White House lawn is just inconceivable. It's, it's in, I can't believe it. It's a horror show. First off, Eric Swalwell doing a town hall meeting. First, you idiot. First, you need to sit there and not run for presidency and be the first one to quit. If you were so convicted on how Trump is such a bad man, bad orange man, why the hell did you jump out of the race so quickly? Nobody likes a quitter unless you're quitting drugs or alcohol. Otherwise, nobody likes a quitter. Shut up, Eric Swalwell. You goofball. And by the way, Eric Swalwell, you know where Eric Swalwell's uh, headquarters is here in the East Bay? You want to know where his office is? I'll tell you exactly where his office is. It's behind a Kentucky Fried Chicken in Castro Valley. A little tiny office. It's a place and name. It probably has no activity in there. It's probably a broom closet, tell you the truth. He's done absolutely nothing for the East Bay and the district he represents. Eric Swalwell, just like the rest of them, just like Adam Schiff, just like Maxine Waters, just like Nancy Pelosi, just like Jackie Spear, just like all of them, all these Democrats that are they're dotted all around our state. They're absolute fucking losers and do-nothings. Am I using language? Excuse me. It pisses me off. Quit voting these people back into, our, into the position that they are in currently. Let's get them out. Let's clean the house here in California. California is looking like shit if you haven't really taken a look around. The only people that haven't really taken a look around are the ones that sit on top of the mountaintop with a pile of cash. Under their asses. Meanwhile, middle, middle class America is building more tents and more wooden shanties. Looks like that, that shanty town there in uh, South Africa. Outside Johannesburg. God, that got me fired up. And anybody, anybody out there, if you, if you don't mind... Eric Swalwell tries to get his job back again. Vote for me. I will really shake it up around here. We'll get things done. Get people back to work. Give people a sense of pride and dignity. Get them out of tents and shanties and start giving them places to live. Reminds me that these Democrats that sit there, they kick people out, that, you know, just to... <laughs> Just to pull, pull pull people off the street and shove them into it, it, shove them into their uh, apartments, and the people that already lived in those apartments now are out in the street, and now they're the new homeless. It's like a you know like a uh, what do you call a, a rotating you know uh, <clears throat> it's like a circular door. You know what I mean? They're just rotating people in and out. That's what Democrats do, just to make the money, just to make the numbers look good. Oh, God, that got me so fucking fired up.
I think that just took up too much of my... 15 minutes of my rant. Jesus Christ. I don't even think there's anything else I want to say. Well, you know what? Sorry about being so damn negative, but Jesus. I'm just tired of these people, man. <clears throat> oh, Adam Schiff, man. God damn that guy. You know, you know, and what trips me out... I'm just going to finish... I got to... <laughs> While I'm ranting. You know, you hear that idiot, Nancy Pelosi. Every time she's on TV, she's always saying, Oh, it's a sad day in America. I feel so sad. I feel so heartbroken. I'm seeing her saying this all over the place, all over television, all over my radio. Oh, it's a sad day. This oh, I really didn't want to believe this. I didn't want this to happen. You're bullshit. You did. You're trying to save face. You straight up wanted this to happen. You're trying to placate off of people's emotions by saying, I really didn't want to do this, but we had to do it. It was our constitutional right. Everything you guys do is against the Constitution. All the way up to fucking Obama and that, that DACA business. That was unconstitutional too. I hope everybody took a look at Adam, you know, that, that video by Fleckus Talks. Where they're out there cleaning up Adam Schiff's district. Why doesn't he do anything out there for his district? Oh, that's right. He's too busy trying to, you know, with his bug eyes trying. He looks like he hit a big old glass meth pipe. Well, he bug-eyed, running around, shooting his mouth off with lies. That's what, that's what meth heads look like and sound like. They lie. They, they're skeevy. And they got their eyes literally popping out of their skulls. Screw you, Adam Schiff. Douchebag. What does what Trump call him? Pencil neck. God damn, I ranted too much. I can go on. You know what I just found out too? I'm just going <laughs> to... I keep saying I'm going to finish up on this. You know what else I just found out? I really didn't even know. The governor of California, Governor Gavin Newsom... In fact, I don't even want to give him that title, governor. I'll just say that goon, Gavin Newsom, he's the nephew of guess who? Nancy Pelosi. Holy shit. Who the hell knew? I didn't know. It speaks a lot, though. It speaks definite volumes. Apple does not fall from, far from that tree. Bunch of lying, unhinged, progressive knuckleheads. That's what I got. That's what I got out of that. I, I learned that this morning. I, I was reading... I was reading... Uh, what was it on? It was something I read on Facebook... And it was uh, there. There, there's a group that's trying to recall Gavin Newsom. And I want to get to that story tomorrow. I really want to get. I want to push for that. But it was people were saying. I I read so many comments saying that he was the nephew of Nancy Pelosi. I did not know that. If that's true, that speaks a lot about how these people weasel their way in control of what's going on in California. Because I just can't, I just can't see how the hell Gavin Newsom came from shit 
to the capital of of California. He's done absolutely. He's a horror show when he was in San Francisco. They just they were pushing their own their own ill, their ill right to the top. It's a family thing. It's it's uh, what, what it's a um. It's almost like a, it's like a family dictatorship going on in California. I want to research that to make sure I'm correct on that. But boy, that really—I was shocked to, to learn that one. But there are people out there looking for some way to recall him or get him removed from Sacramento because he's absolutely done nothing, except for that what I mentioned. You know, as far as the collegiate uh, players getting piece of the pie. With sponsorship, other than that, I don't. What he hasn't done a goddamn thing for this kind, this state. It's getting worse each and every day. Okay, so that's enough of that. Now I am done. I got it all out of my system. Okay, let's 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 change the pace. I'm going to finish up here in the next segment with with just some funny stories and. Just a kind of a glance around real quick, and then I'm going to end it. My throat is starting to hurt, and I need a fresh cup of coffee. So I will be right back after this break. Okay, everybody. So I'm back. Um, final segment. I'm listening in the background, and Nancy Pelosi is just kind of using the Constitution and twisting it all around right now. And that's what they're doing right now. I'm, I'm not going to get in that. I promise I wouldn't. But she's rattling in the back of my head in the background here. So if you hear her, uh, excuse me for that. Um, I'm just going to get right to these oddity news coming from the Associated Press. Uh, I'm just dancing through them. Um, and if you haven't heard about this one, it's, it's pretty known story that's been going out there in America today uh, in regards to San Francisco residents and how they're trying to tackle the whole uh, homeless issue that's been going on. Uh, and basically, San Francisco residents um, were using rocks to block homeless camping. And this is from the AP here in San Francisco. A group of San Francisco neighbors said that they uh, had to do something to make their streets safe. Their answer? Use giant rocks, right? Uh, fed up with what they see as the city's failure to combat homelessness and rampant drug use, the neighbors and bo- the the neighbors had boulders delivered to their sidewalk to block people from pitching tents on their street. That started a fight that shows the frustration with an unprecedented homelessness crisis in California. Cities are struggling to address the lack of affordable housing and a growing number of homeless encampments that are popping up on the city streets, sometimes in neighborhoods. Quote, everyone was so desperate that we decided to team up because this was not a tent or two with homeless people, said John, a neighbor who spoke on the condition. He'd only be identified by his first name because of threats residents have received over the boulders. Quote, these were drug dealers in large tents and people coming in and out and people not feeling safe walking to their own home at night. Uh, the boulders went up in an alley off Market Street. <laughs> there you go. Uh, one of San Francisco's major thoroughfares. They stopped people from putting up tents for a couple of weeks until homeless activists, act, advocates learned about them and rolled some into the street. 
The city stepped in because they posed a safety hazard, hoisting the giant rocks back onto the sidewalk, but the activists returned, pushing them onto the street again. The tug-of-war appears to have enabled, or ended this week after neighbors asked the city to remove the rocks, saying they are being harassed with calls, emails, and people shouting threats when they leave their homes. You know, that's crazy, man. These people, these are taxpayers. These are people that just want to live in their homes. They work hard. They do their 9 to 5, whatever they do. They pay their rent. They, they probably pay off their mortgage for the place. They probably own the place. And if, if they live there, that's their street. If, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think the neighborhood is Clinton Heights. I think that's ironically. But what they do, and, and they have every right to do whatever the hell they want to do on their streets. It's a small little street. I know exactly. I've seen that street. I know exactly the area they're talking about. I've been in that area. My friend lives nearby in that area. You got these advocates coming over here screwing with what they... The advocates don't even live there. They're just a bunch of jugheads that probably live on the other side of town. And here they're advocating for homeless people to pitch up tents, crap and piss all over the place, and, you know, sell drugs. Right in the front door. I'd be like, hey, man, fuck this shit, man. I'll be honest with you. I got to watch my language. But I get a little passionate about this subject, too. If some advocate, I mean, they're going around now they're threatening people. That's crazy. Harassing them with calls and emails. Homeless people don't send emails from their tents. So you know it's the advocate group that's doing that. Those people should be arrested. They have no business being in front of their homes, you know, harassing people. That's just that's garbage, man. Uh, I better stop. It shows. Okay, let me go on. It shows that uh, the clash in California over how to curb a growing crisis. While residents want to protect themselves from drug dealing or other safety issues, advocates say there's nowhere else for people to go who have been squeezed out by rising housing prices and income inequality. Well, here you go. Here's what you do. How about you're so you're such an advocate for these homeless people. How about you pick a pick a couple out or one single person or anybody for that matter, and take them to your home. Now you just got one person off the street, and you can feel good about yourself. Why don't they do that? That's the same thing with that idiot uh, Libby Schaap, you know, the mayor of Oakland. She sat there and said, oh, I want to start a program where everybody, every person that has, you know, that owns a home in Oakland, why don't you open up your home to one homeless person or a couple and let them move into your home? But then again, someone asked her, hey, why don't you do that? Oh, no, I don't want them in my neighborhood. I don't want them in my front door. That's the same kind of hypocrisy that's going on here. Take them to, let them, part, let them camp out in front of your home if it's not a big problem. If the people want to sit there and put together their own money to have the rocks put there, fine, let them. I don't see the problem. Especially if you're selling drugs and pissing and crapping and, and shooting up and doing all kinds of shit in front of my place, man. I'd say, get the hell out of here. I'd start pulling, pouring water on those people from the top window, you know what I mean? So the, here, this guy goes on, he quotes and saying, uh, I believe there has to be a better solution than blocking people from using a public sidewalk. You mean a public restroom, let's be honest, or a public drug den. Greg Ahern, who was bringing sandwiches and hygiene kits to the homeless, told the San Francisco Chronicle, quote, the rocks send the wrong message, but it shows how desperate people are. Uh, do you think? Dumbass. 
Los Angeles also is struggling with homelessness. I think they got a count of 65,000 just in the county alone, if I heard. And the owner of a cultural center used a similar approach this summer by erecting massive planners to block people from camping around his building. The crisis also has triggered a new fight with, the pres- with President Donald Trump, who accused San Francisco and Los Angeles of failing to clean up waste, including needles, and blamed their liberal policies for the problem. He has said he would do something to fix it, but didn't other offer specif- specif- uh, specifics. You know, and, and and now that you know, you got that idiot Gavin Newsom and and all these other goons sitting there, all these liberals saying, "Yeah, okay, Donald Trump, you want to help us? Oh, fantastic! You know, give us some more vouchers. Give us some more vouchers. Vouchers, vouchers, vouchers. Give us some money for vouchers." Let me tell you something. They got millions, if not billions, of dollars poured into invested into this homeless crisis over the past five to ten years. You haven't done. Where's that money? What have you done with it? The problem's still increasing. It's it's on the increase. It's on not on the decrease. Many of these people are mentally ill, drug addicted. Building homes is building tool sheds. Let's face it. They, they, that's what Libby Schaff wants to do. She wants tool sheds all over the place. That's not going to solve the problem. You got to get to the root of the problem. If people are mentally ill, you open up. Doors to mentally uh, to mental institutions to mental care facilities that can behavioral care facilities that can house these type of people to start getting to the root of the matter, get them proper uh, uh, counseling, case management, drug treatment, uh, with um, get them on medication, whatever is needed. You know, same with alcoholics now. You know, drug addicts. Give them an open door so there, there's there's a place where they can go to to fight their addictions and and to you know work with you know codependency you know issues. People need it. They need that first. Once they get stabilized and they they get a clearer head on their shoulders, then you work with the the more of a permanent housing type of move. You don't just sit there build tool sheds and then just pull them out of tents and then shove them into tool sheds. It's not going to do it. Because guess what they're going to do in tool sheds? The same thing they were going to do in tents. you gotta, you got to reprogram back into in, a life of dignity and a clear head. The mayor's ability... <laughs> I, I don't know. I, boy, I'm ranting on this one, too. The mayors of both cities have pushed back on the claims but have said they welcome... His help if he contributes federal funding. You know, fuck you. You know, don't, don't. You know what? Because all you do, you know what you're doing? You're taking the money from people in middle of America and other places in the country. The hard, their hard-earned federal tax dollars and throwing it to a problem you guys can't even manage. Clean up your side of the street first and then we'll talk. John said about 40 neighbors chipped in to buy the boulders after calling the city and police dozens of times. Jesus Christ. He said they asked the city to remove the rocks after the harassment started. City workers removed the boulders Monday and are storing them while the neighbors decide what to do. Public Works Director Mohammed Nuru said Tuesday. Quote, nobody wants drug dealers across the street from their homes. And the city has a responsibility to partner with neighbors to make sure they have a clean and safe neighborhood. And said, you know, these people are just going to get tired of wanting to pay high taxes, property taxes in San Francisco. 
They really are. They're going to get tired of it. You're going to have a, you know, that's why we're seeing the mass exodus going on in California. People are getting tired of just throwing money at, at, at shit and nothing's getting done. The city's not doing anything. They keep throwing money at issues. You know, from, you know, something like this, the homeless crisis, billions of dollars are going into this problem and it's getting worse. To, you know, even to jacking up, you know, uh, prices on, on, you know, Bay Area bridge tolls. Uh, to combat the the pothole problem we have in other infrastructure issues. Where's the money going? Where the fuck is... Hey, Gavin, where the hell is the money? Where the fuck is the money? Where's that? Did you invest it in Aquanet hairspray for that do you... that fire trap you got above your forehead? Fucking snake. I hate that guy. Ugh, I just got... Ugh. Finding out he's related to Pelosi. Boy, that, that triggers me too. Uh, city set up public toilets and announced formation of a team last year to clean up human waste. <laughs> Says there are at least 1,000 people on a waiting list for shelter beds on any given day. That's bullshit because people don't even want to go to shelters. They really don't. They don't like the rules. They like being out and about freely, drunk and high. But then again, in San Francisco, you can sit there, you can get a needle right across the street from the shelter, use it, shoot up, and then go back in the shelter and pass out. The problem never, the problem never uh, is clarified. It never, it never stops, I should say. Keep them, keep them doped up there, liberals. Uh... In Los Angeles, figures released in June showed a 16% jump in its homeless population over the last year to 36,300. I think I said 65,000 in the county. My mistake there. I guess I got that. I got that from somewhere. I don't know where I heard that. But right here it says um, figures show it jumped 16% to the population last year of 36,300 people. The size of a small city. It's insane. Peter Mosgo, who runs the Hungarian Cultural Center in downtown L.A., uh, had become so frustrated with losing business because of the rows of tents along the perimeter of the building that he set up 140 planters on the sidewalk to prevent homeless people from camping. Yeah, they did that in, uh, what was that? What is that? I forgot right off the top. Uh, quote, we, we lost so much weddings because people don't want to rent anymore. Mosgos told uh, the LA Times. He didn't return a message she can comment on Tuesday. So there you go. I don't know why that's uh, on the AP's News of the Weird, because it's not weird at all. It's the truth. A, a squirrel whisperer, a lady that can talk to squirrels, that's weird. Neighbors pitching in to put boulders up to, to prevent people from pissing, crapping, and shooting up and selling drugs in front of their homes, that's not weird. That's just sad. Venice Beach. They said that that's the place I was thinking of. Venice Beach. That's where they're setting up planners uh, to combat their homeless problem. And there's a guy also out there. He's got a whole bunch of vans. I guess they call him the Van Man somewhere out there. And uh, he's uh, he's renting out vans to people and allowing them, you know, where they can park legally. And he's got the vans, so he's just the the vans stay where they are. They're like little motels on wheels that never move. <laughs> crazy all right now let's get to news of the word because it is going on 14 minutes at this moment 
Let's get to something funny. Here's a, here's something. Her, Yungling and Hershey collaborate on a new chocolate-infused brew. So, hey, brew drinkers, here we go. This is out of uh, Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Soon on tap, a new brew featuring Yings, Yungslings. I, I never drank that. But then again, I'm, I stopped drinking now. So, Yungslings, nearly 200-year-old porter. Ugh, that sounds good. <laughs> Recipe in Hershey chocolate. The two Pennsylvania companies are teaming up on a limited edition beer called Yingling Hershey's Chocolate Porter. Oh, boy, 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 boy. That's a trigger for me. The chocolate-infused brew will be available on tap beginning in mid-October at bars, restaurants, and other venues in 13 states from Kentucky to Massachusetts, as well as Washington, D.C. It's the first collaboration of Pottsville-based Yingling. America's oldest operating brew, brewery. The company says the beer will have rich chocolate notes and recommends pairing it with barbecued and smoked meats, cheeses, and desserts. Ugh. The brew was development for nearly a year. Yungling expects it to last until February. Oh, yeah, I, I kind of quit drinking for a while. I just got tired of waking up with a hangover. Because sometimes I'd go out with my buddies and we just put one on. I just got tired of it. Basically, I just kind of got tired of it, period, really. I wasn't an abusive drinker or anything like that. I just, I don't know. Just, uh, I don't know. Just kind of quit one day. It just happens, you know. I did that with smoking back in the 90s. I used to smoke. And one day, I just kind of woke up and said, eh, screw this. And I just stopped smoking. It was easy. It was just like that. You know, it was easy for me. I guess for some people, it isn't so... Uh, Oregon, Salem, Oregon's got a little story here about uh, mysterious deaths of bulls are, ro- are roiling Oregon Ranch County. Salem, Oregon, the first dead bull was found in a timbered ravine in eastern Oregon. There was no indication it had been shot, attacked by predators, or eaten poisonous plants. The animal's sex organs and tongue had been removed. All the blood was gone. In the next few days, four more... Hereford bulls were found within 1.5 miles or 2.5 kilometers in the same same condition. There were no tracks around the carcasses. Ranch management and law enforcement suspects that suspect, excuse me, that someone killed the bulls. Ranch hands have been advised to travel in pairs and to go armed. Ever since the bulls were found over several days in July, Harney County uh, Sheriff's Deputy Dan Jenkins has received many calls and emails from people speculating what or who might be responsible. Uh, the, theor- the theories range from scavengers such as carrying bugs, eating the carcasses to people attacking the animals to cause financial harm to ranchers. Uh, Jenkins is leading the investigation. Now it also involves state police, has run into only dead ends and has no witnesses. And he says, uh, if anyone has concrete information, knows any cases that have been solved in the past, that would definitely be helpful. Uh, it just goes on a little bit of history of this kind of thing. A couple of U.S. senators, I'm kind of jumping through this because I'm going to end this pretty quick. Uh, a couple of U.S. senators urged the FBI to investigate according to FBI documents. After saying it lacked jurisdiction, the FBI agreed to investigate cases on tribal lands, but the mutilation stopped. Kind of reminds me of, you know, 
those theories of aliens coming and picking up the cattles and then doing something, you know, cattle mutilations caused by aliens. Yeah, this is a long article for this type of story. I'll just go right to the very last uh, sentence. The Oregon Cattlemen's Association is offering a $1,000 reward for information leading to the conviction of those responsible. The ranch is offering $25,000. And it says something about cults and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, you know, that was kind of one I just did. That's a long article. That's longer than the the one I read earlier. So yeah, strange deaths with bulls. Here's a funny one. I want a funny one. I don't want one where just I I don't like dead bulls. I mean I don't want to read that. But here's a quick one. Dazed and confused deer gets trapped in Italy resort shop, <laughs> and it's got a picture. It definitely it definitely does have a deer. Uh, he's in a looks like a closet. It's funny. Uh, this is in Rome. Rome, Italy, a dazed and confused deer has had stormed into a clothing store in the fashionable mountain resort of Cortina di Ampezzo. Hope I pronounced that right. On the Italian Dolomites, blocking the local shopping street for a few hours before before being saved and freed. Local authorities said Tuesday that the deer, estimated to be about four or five years old, entered the shop, specialized in Tyrol. God, boy, Lord Almighty, Tyrolsi outfits. Trollese outfits? While the assistant was away and got trapped inside among the clothes, authorities said it was necessary to cordon off Cortina's shopping square to allow local veterinarians to catch the animal and anesthetize it and bring it back to the wild. It's got a picture of him just, uh, looks like he's got ivy all over his face. <laughs> Poor deer. I don't know what the hell is left with all the, you know, I, I don't know. I, you know, I'm pretty good at reading, you know what I mean? I can read things. It just, all of a sudden, it seems like every year there's some new word that just pops up that I just never heard of or just cannot pronounce. But all of a sudden, ever since I started this podcast, I'm just running into words and names I just don't even know how to pronounce. It's like, what the hell? And another, boy, there's something going on with these deers. Deers are going, going, going like, oh, look, there's a baby deer. Poor little deer in an empty swimming pool. Germany. In Berlin. Berlin. There you go. Firefighters have freed a deer that got stuck in an empty swimming pool in a German town with a little help from a hunter. <laughs> the fire service in Wetter, under <laughs> More words. I can't pronounce. Wetter and der Ruhr, so if you know anything in Western Germany, if you're from there, please print, correct me on that, said it was alerted to the animal's plight on Monday. Five, fighter, five firefighters sent to the scene found the deer trying to unsuccessfully to climb the steep sides of the pool. Local authorities called in a hunter to help. He grabbed the animal by its hind legs and pushed it upward toward the firefighters. The fire service said in a statement to, uh, Tuesday that the animal didn't even think anyone thank anyone for its rescue before it ran off. <laughs> yeah, well, he's a deer. Deers don't do that. So that's pretty much it. 
Oh, oh, this is a good one. To, okay, all right. This is a good one to end up on. And this is coming out of Auburn Hills, Michigan. Shout out to all those in Michigan. <clears throat> and tell me if anybody in Michigan has seen this. I'm going to end with this one. This is a good story. This is one that... Now, this is a funny one. Auburn Hills, Michigan. That's on the AP. Motorists traveling through a Detroit suburb. Shout out to Detroit. Motorists traveling through a Detroit suburb were stunned to see a pornographic video playing on an electronic billboard. <laughs> Auburn Hills police say the video played on the <laughs> billboard along Interstate 75 in Oakland County for about 30 minutes Saturday night before the images were removed. 30 minutes of porn being played over a highway. An interstate. Interstate. Anybody in Interstate 75 catch that? What kind of porn was it? You know, that's even more. <laughs> Who knows? 30 minutes. Wow. Many people called 911. Chuck McMahon says as he saw the video and wondered if the billboard was advertising for a strip club. Well, first off, if, if they're actually committing intercourse, I don't think they're advertising for a strip club. Uh, investigators tell uh, WDIV-TV that two people apparently broke into a small building at the site and loaded porn on a laptop that's connected to the billboard. Two men wearing hooded sweatshirts were spotted on security video. Police are asking the public to help identify them. Identify who? The guys that put the porn in? Or the porn stars? That's the question. Dr. Justin Camo also saw the video. He says in it, he says he immediately assumed that, quote, someone had hacked it. <laughs> so there you go. Anybody on Interstate 75 there in Oakland County in Michigan, let me know. Did you see the porn? Did you stop to see the porn? Did you make did you basically go past the porn and then out of curiosity flip a U-turn and go back and check it out again? That's what I want to know. Did you? Okay. That's it. I'm done. 25 minute mark. Sorry about the rants. It's my podcast. I can do that kind of stuff. I think it was necessary. Close the old Chromebook. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. If you're out there in, in podcast land, please take a moment to check out my YouTube video or my YouTube videos. Uh, YouTube channel, World of Dan, capital W. O-R-L-D, capital O-F, capital D-A-N, World of Dan, all one word, no spaces. I got a, a lot of montage of all kinds of stuff on there. Oh, that reminds me. I got to upload this video. I took, um, did a little bit of restoration work in Alviso. It's in a little community just right by um, Levi Stadium where the Ra- uh, 49ers play. <laughs> Raiders, yeah, right. Um, and so I'm going to go be going down there. Uh, uploading that, and I went down there, I should say, and 
doing a little work over there. It's kind of a cute little video. I just slapped together real quick. Please take a moment and check it out. That being said, thank you very much for listening. Hope everybody's going to have a great day today. And I will talk again tomorrow. Peace out, everyone.